Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. We're here. It's Friday and boy, have we got a contentious topic to talk about here. I think the only thing that divides people more is miles v kilometers, but we're definitely not going to get into that one. (laughs) How to be controversial. So distance v duration. I'm going to throw it straight to you. If I asked you to tell me what run are you doing tomorrow, are you going to tell me in minutes or miles or kilometers? I'm going to tell you in minutes. Okay. Duration for me. It does change though. I mean, we'll we'll chat about this today, obviously. And there's merits for both, I think, Joe, aren't they? You know, pros and cons. And also there's an element of what you want to do, what what what's, you know, what somebody prefers doing. But for me at the moment, as as I think some of the guys will know having watched as you certainly know, coming back from injury, so it's great that I am back out there running, but I really want to control how much I how much force and stress I'm subjecting my body to. And I know you're similar because I've seen some of your posts recently and you're, you're run this week. <laughs> Whereas when you run to time, duration, you can be very, very controlled because time is time. So it's not going to change no matter how you feel or what the weather conditions or you know how hilly the course is. Whereas if I start to run for distance and I'm doing, let's say six miles, then naturally, depending on how I feel and all those variables I've mentioned, it could take me more or less time. So I kind of want that real real control because I don't want to get injured again so for me that's that's what I'm doing at the moment but it it can change and it might you know it may well change in the future yeah I'm with you actually so I have to start by saying there isn't really any difference it's just a different way of measuring but I'm totally with you it is having said that I'm going to contradict myself yes it is a really different thing and that's why I like it because I think mentally for me there is something different about running to time to running to distance. So like you, I'm on a post-injury comeback as well. And yeah, absolutely, I set a time on it. And I think I say to people, there's almost like a, almost punitive is the wrong word to time. But if you run faster when you're running for time, it's harder because you have to run further. (laughs) So there's almost like a kind of, reward for not pushing yourself harder so and I use it deliberately to take the pressure off a bit like all we're doing is 20 minutes of running or an hour of running and I just think it just puts a slightly different mental perspective on how it goes I don't know if if that's why you feel it's important for you at the moment I think it's definitely a factor there's equal upsides and downsides to lots of different things and different ways of training and I think when you you mentioned pressure I think more pressure can potentially come with distance it's that sexy stat again isn't it it's the stat that we want to kind Mm. of talk about more than I've ran for 47 minutes you know it's kind of like (laughs) well I did five miles or I've done 10k and and we all have those kind of almost like those mile markers in our head not literal mile markers but oh I've ran 10k or I've done five miles or I've done 5k you know you don't kind of want anything in between it needs to be these numbers that we have in our head to round up to so it does give me definitely gives me that control and as you say the the time is the time so I'm there's no incentive for me to speed up if I'm going to do a 60 minute run and I think that's a real positive because I think one of the one of the negatives of distance 
is of course if you're short on time or you just want to get it done the weather's bad what are you going to do you're going to pick the pace <laughs> up a bit well joe's put an easy an easy pace run on my plan well joe's not watching me right now i just want to get this done so i'm just going to put my foot down you know so i think people have to be a little bit careful of that if running if running for distance because i think more pressure i feel can come from distance targets yeah than from no, duration I'm- I'm totally with you on that. Although saying this, so I'm a total hypocrite. My coach actually always used to put time down, you know, 40 minute run, 45 minute run. And I would always convert that to a distance (laughs) and set off and do a six mile loop, you know. And some days that six mile loop, I mean, this is the old days we're talking about here, not now. Um, Some days that six mile loop might take 39 minutes. Now, obviously I'm quite OCD, so, you know and other times it might take 41 or whatever but I always converted it in my head however I think where it comes into its own is in intervals actually so I do set a lot of intervals which are based on time not distance and I think particularly when you're on the track it's all about distance but when you're on the road or training on the grass or you know off track environment then probably my runners I think will back me up on this that the vast majority of sessions I set will be set on time-based intervals rather than um so it's not just you can use it for various different types of running not just the go out and run 40 minutes steady type thing yeah you've, you've got more more control over that haven't you I mean if, if you think about it so for you guys watching this now if you want to go out there and, and and you're looking to not just hit the reset button on your day from your run but you're looking at improving your fitness and making positive steps towards maybe a race in the future fingers crossed you want to spend a certain amount of time at certain efforts because that's going to give you the reward in terms of the the physiological adaptations the benefits now the classic one is not just intervals like the long run you know some people will say and i know this divides opinion but what what's the appropriate duration for a long run if if one of the main benefits is to help teach your body to burn fat as a fuel source let's say metabolize fat then how much how how long do you want to spend at that effort level to get that benefit and you it just gives you that fine tuning that ability to just control things nicely but what picking up on what you said though joe is really interesting because obviously somebody of your experience and especially when you were competing your coach will give you a session. You would know straight away, well, that's going to take me X time. You could probably look at, you know, how how windy, how much wind was blowing through the trees and, and determine, well, that's going to take me slightly longer or slightly less. If somebody is less experienced, I think it's a little tricky. So this is a negative, if you like, of running for duration. It's a little hard to route plan. I think it's harder to route plan. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know what your thoughts are on this, Joe, but my advice to anybody watching this that wants to perhaps consider training for duration sometimes, if you're not super experienced and you don't know how long a route is going to take you, maybe play it safe, kind of um, sell yourself short. So when you get back, you've still got some extra time to run and then you just plod down the road, turn around, plod back. It'll because, stop you overtraining. Yeah, I was going to say, because so many runners don't want to walk home. Now, <laughs> this may surprise you, but this is not something with which I have a problem. I have often been seen to walk back to my house because I got to what I wanted to do in my run. I'll walk home. I think I consider it like a little bonus. You know, you can actually stop before you get back home. So, but mentally, I think people really struggle with that sometimes. It's like, it's 40 minutes. It's three minutes back home if I ran, but it's going to take me 10 minutes to walk, which again is that bit of time pressure thing. Um, So it's kind of, uh, but you know, 
yes, if you judge a route and you're not prepared to walk home or you haven't got the time to walk home, then that temptation can be to keep going. Of course, then we have the classic thing. You see a lot of the memes on social media, don't you? Which, why is mum running past the door three times because the GPS says she hasn't finished yet? <laughs> so I think, to be frank, time or distance, we can all succumb to that little bit of OCD over kind of... Uh, <laughs> Come well, on, you must admit, you've got, you must have rounded up sometime. <laughs> believe me, I've done it all. Remind me to tell you about the time that when I was a personal trainer, I was running late for a client, a session, and I was training, I think, for Berlin Marathon at the time. I did 80 miles. I was supposed to do 20. That was my intention. And I had to stop, and I sat on the grass bank outside an Aldi, an Aldi, uh, Audi dealership. I'll never forget, and I had to call a taxi because I was running late. <laughs> but I was dressed in, like, hydration bladder, full kit, and I'm just sat there on my own, and all these salesmen in the uh, in, in the Audi garage, kind of watching me get into a taxi. I wanted to say, "Look, I'm not injured. I'm I'm just late for a client. I'm late for a client." I just want to pick up on what um, Mark's asked here. So run for. Do you know? I was health. just looking yeah. at that. I thought that's Good. really interesting. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Good to see you jump on the live. Mark's a, a former guest. Former guest on the on the podcast, which is great. Mark is a top guy. He is asking about uh, how we feel about a timed race. So uh, who? Could can run the furthest in an hour I, I i want to get your thoughts on this joe my thoughts are as soon as i read that mark i thought actually do you know what that's a really good thing to set some of my runners not necessarily an hour but sometimes it's a psychology if i set somebody let's say a 5k time trial oh my gosh it's a time trial like you know they're going to throw me to the lines if i don't achieve a certain time no that's not the case however if you say to somebody well you've got to go and run you know Run as far as you can in 20 minutes or 25 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it is in my mind. I want to see how far they can push and what distance. It just shifts the psychology a little bit. It depends on the individual, but I think it can be useful in, I know you mentioned races, but in training, I think it can be useful. What's your thoughts, Joe, on kind of timed races? Yeah, so I think they're not something, because I've come, you know, through the very traditional background of track and road racing and things like that. They're not something personally I have a lot of experience about, but I think over the last year, obviously we've all looked at different ways to run, haven't we, with virtual races. I've always associated them with a bit of a cycling thing, to be honest, you know, they, they're kind of our world record, which Bradley Wiggins and various other cyclists since then have achieved. Um, I just think they're fun, aren't they? They're, they are a challenge. And like you say, they're a slightly different challenge. Again, I think they've been a bit more associated with ultras where you've, you've had 24 hour races for a long time. That concept has been around. Um, but yeah, for shorter things, actually, yeah, I think it. I think they are interesting. I think they're fun, and I think they they, you know, they come back to that whole thing which I love to talk about pacing. You've still got to pace yourself, uh, and perhaps it's a slightly different way of thinking about pacing. Again, I think a lot of this distance v duration for me is the psychological twist and angle that it brings to your running. Not so much physiologically, you're really doing the same thing. It's about how are you feeling about it and how do you view it and how do you approach it psychologically that I think is really the biggest difference. Um, yeah, they sound like fun. I, I, in fact, I'm going to steal your idea and set a few of my runners a 20-minute hard run. Not 24 <laughs> hour. Don't do 24 hour. Can Not you 24 that? hours. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> on a Tuesday, 24 hours. You're setting up at 6 a.m. Off you go. Do you know? I have to confess, occasionally I've made, pressed the wrong button on training peaks and I said somebody wants something like a 200 hour, 200 mile run or something ridiculous. Guilty. <laughs> if anybody's watching this and you're not having coaching and you're in the market for a coach, 
coach, don't come to us because we'll just give you <laughs> accidentally 24-hour runs and that's not good. The psychology, Joe, picking up on, on the mental side of stuff, which is obviously a huge, huge subject, something I am very, very passionate about. It, confidence plays a huge role in training and, and competing, whether you're competing against other runners or the clock, you know, yourself, as it were. But the classic one is the marathon. So we, we know that you can run a good marathon by spending a certain amount of time on your feet and making sure you're ticking certain duration boxes, if you like. But again, it's not a sexy stat. And also for the slower runners, that might be really hard psychologically. And this is something I've shifted my uh, opinion on really over the years of coaching and just practicing myself working with different people that for, sometimes for slower runners they they just want to be hitting kind of 18 miles or, or 20 miles and while I, I used to be against that and I said well two and a half hours is enough as a long run but actually if they're only covering 14 50 miles that might ju may just break them come race day so the psychology which you touch on Joe I think is really significant when choosing to to either run for distance or duration of course these are interchangeable as well you don't have to yeah. be in one camp or the other you can vary and i think you know i think actually that's a key point variation throughout the week and and you'll find on the schedules i run and the ones i set there's variation throughout the week but picking up on that thing time on feet particularly for the marathon so again my coach i and, and actually picking up on the point you said about slower runners the thing about if you're not such a fast runner is it takes longer to cover the distance. It's stating the blindingly obvious. And yet if you've got to be on your feet for four or five hours, that's a lot more time than somebody who's doing it in three hours. But my coach was always about, we run for the time that we're going to run the marathon, even though we're not covering the distance in training. We want to achieve that in at least one run. So I was in the very fortunate position that that was two hours, 40 minutes. Um, and then, you know, it was about, we know that physiologically, psychologically, you can be on your feet and active for the amount of time that you need to be to run the marathon well. And then the kind of faster bit just comes with itself, which is not something I'd thought about in great detail until more recently as I became a coach. But also when I did the virtual London in October, I ran it with one of the runners I coach. Now at that time I was, you know, I was marathon fit and probably if I'd run it on my own, could have run about three hours 40. I ran it with Claire, had a great race, but was running for four and a half hours. And I have to say, although the distance wasn't the problem, the time on my feet is what absolutely killed me. And if, it, you know, you have these things in theory and then you experience something yourself in practice and you really understand the value of it. And that for me was this real practical demonstration that, do you know what? Being on my feet, 26 miles was not the problem. Being on my feet for an extra 50 minutes longer than I was training for was actually what caused the problem. And it was almost as hard, if not harder in some ways. So it, it just was... It was really fascinating to to experience that firsthand. It's quite humbling, isn't it, when you're in that situation, I think, when you, you know, somebody that's achieved what you've achieved over the years, to then be in a situation where in theory you're comfortable, you've certainly been more, you know, way more comfortable in the past, but then you're like, what's going on here? My legs are battered, mm. <laughs> you know, because you're spending so long. This is a, ever such a slight tangent, but I think this is really relevant to kind of duration <laughs> stuff as well. We love a tangent. We love a tangent. <laughs> you, know, you know, with with the long run then joe so on that basis do you think somebody running let's say between five and six hours as a completion time in a marathon do you think they should run that time in a training run what's your what's your I, view I, on that 
I think it's really tricky and actually as a coach I find that almost harder to coach than somebody that's running faster because I think that is a huge demand to ask of people not just in terms of the time that it takes to do that um, but the the physiological and the energy demand that it takes to run continuously for or, or you know move continuously for that amount of time however as you said I think this comes into you don't want somebody to go into it unprepared because they're going to take longer to and, do and it so here as well psychologically yeah psychologically unprepared physically unprepared and then it just becomes an even more horrible experience than it can be at times because you're not trained enough for it so it tends to be something that I treat on a very individual basis with the runner I tend to look at what is the time that we've got available what is the time scale over which we're training for um and and then try and you know look at things like the approach well well can we split it back to back over the weekend um could we double day potentially are there other ways we could try and get close to that time on feet um if we're not going to do that time on feet but i think it's a really i found it personally a really hard one yeah it it is difficult and i don't think there is a right or a wrong answer and i, I sort of knew you were going to go down the, the, the path of actually it's, it's individual because you're a coach and that's how it should be you know you, you treat everybody as an individual um, for me, I've sort of, as I say, I've changed my opinion over the, the, the years and I, I typically I'm sort of somewhere in between in the sense that if somebody I'm coaching somebody that's, let's say, five hours or let's just say a friend of mine wants some advice and I'm not necessarily coaching them and, and they're sort of looking at about five hours or therein, I'd be thinking, well, actually, do they really want to be doing a long run that lasts five hours? But conversely, I don't think they want to be running two and a half hours, you know, that would suit faster runners because actually that's like half the duration in theory mm. and i just think that's going to play too much into their into their psychology and also physically that impact on the day so i'm almost somewhere in the middle but one thing i will do is two things i try not to overload them too much so give them too many of these five hour four hour runs or whatever yeah. <laughs> and i try to protect protect them either end because in terms of the days leading up to and the days after i almost treat it like it's a race it's not but i almost do just because i want to bubble wrap the individual because how many people do we see train for a marathon and it goes really well up until six weeks before five weeks before three weeks before you know i got so close to the okay. taper and i got i got injured yeah so i think protecting you know protecting yourself is is definitely an important thing and it does link nicely to running on duration as well you know even shorter distances if you're coming back from yeah. injury you can control it you can control the load and the force well we are we are going slightly on a tangent and, and towards um, marathons and ultras. But Buggy Running Money, who's who's also known as Daisy, um, talks about ultras there, and it is interesting actually. I think when you're getting into those longer races or longer time on feet, if you're a runner that's not quite so fast, then I think you know you can pick up some really good tips from ultra training. Which ultra runners don't go out and run 60 miles every weekend, you know, even if that's their race distance. They do look at a lot of that spreading that distance over the week looking at back-to-back -back running looking at double daying so other ways of building some endurance practicing running for a period of time practicing running when you're tired building your endurance and all of that stuff and your mental strength to do it but without going out and running 10 hours every weekend or 60 miles every weekend or whatever they might do so i think you can pick up you know from that kind of body of um that body of running and that particular type of running and training some really good tips to help you that's a really kind of 
Uh, sorry, Joe. I was just going to say that's a really nice point. I'm really pleased you mentioned that because I'm I'm not an ultra runner. I might dip my toe in the water of ultra running in the future. I don't know. Never say never. But I think we can take things. I've got a lot of friends that are ultra runners, and I coach people that are ultra runners, and and they they're not. We'll pause the watch every time I start. You know, I've got if I'm going out to do a, a long run. I've got to run every step of it. No, yeah, I've got to run up every hill. No, you really haven't. So I think there is something that we can take in terms of managing a little bit of pressure and not kind of feeling like you have to run every single step and you've got to do X and Y. If you're out there doing a particularly long run, let's say four or five hours for a marathon as a training run, then you can just take a bit of pressure off, I think. It can definitely yeah. help. I just wanted to bring it slightly back to away from ultras and marathons per se just to say one of the benefits for me of um duration over distance is that actually two quite different ability runners can run together and i do that's why all of my group sessions tend to be on duration you are going to get slightly different things from the session if one of you takes 30 minutes to run a 5k and the other one takes 18 you're going to get slightly different things from a session that lasts 20 minutes but nonetheless you can start each rep together have the same recovery together so i think sometimes it's a nice compromise to to bring a different range of abilities together and enable them to train together because you just everybody runs for three minutes everybody stops for two minutes whereas we know if you're doing k reps then the recovery you know essentially you have to do your own session or you have to do it with somebody that's a very similar ability to you otherwise you're compromising on the recovery um too much either way so i think there's there's that kind of advantage to me for it as a coach as well and as a runner you know like i say to, to run with a with a friend or to push each other on an interval session so i think it can have its advantage there as well definitely yeah i think it's a real, a real benefit and it sort of links back a bit to what mark was asking about racing you know doing timed races and stuff actually if you were going to do things like timed races you can just be doing that to add a bit of creativity into your training and give yourself perhaps a new challenge because we all want that in life at the moment. It's kind of we're having to find almost every week a new way of motivating ourselves. Certainly many people as races kind of get cancelled and big question marks put above them and things. So and, and, and leading on from that, mixing up duration and distance can help. So you're talking about the interval sessions, Joe. Well, actually, you know, if the dis if the dif the ability difference in ability in ability isn't too great, they could do the warm up together, which may be based on distance. But then, actually, when it comes to the main session, then it suddenly switches to time. If you're doing a run at the weekend or even a midweek run, you might want to run predominantly on distance. So you say, right, I'm going out to run 10k, but in that 10k, as part of it, I'm going to do three lots of four minutes of threshold effort so you're kind of combining the two you could even use the duration to give yourself some <laughs> other so focus sorry jay you froze there i completely oh, I? lost you oh no i hope i'm back <laughs> you did three know. lots of four minutes i hope i hope they were good ones <laughs> a lot of the time i can style it out but i'm afraid folks that was not one <laughs> the point being you could mix up distance and duration and and sometimes you could give yourself a different focus so it doesn't have to be intensity it could be right if you know that you are a sucker for dropping your head when you run or crossing your arms over the body and it's too much for you to think about keeping your head up for a whole 10k run because your mind drifts off just do five minutes of that or 10 minutes of that or three times four minutes yeah. or whatever so get creative i think running so simple and to keep ourselves stimulated sometimes we have to just think outside that box a little no bit. absolutely i think you know what we've come back to is that it's about what works for you what mentally works for you 
Um, but actually, don't get too hung up on it. Be creative, use it to your advantage, but, but don't get too hung up on whether you measure it in minutes or miles or kilometers. Um, you know, it's about getting the benefit from the training and enjoying it, isn't it? And testing yourself when you need to. I think that says it all. I think it does. And if anybody wants to hold me accountable, I'm going to put it out here now. <laughs> this afternoon, I'm going to run 60 minutes. It's an easy 60 minute run. I'm going to stop at 60 minutes. If anybody follows me on Strava and you see me one second over, you have my permission to give me expletives and tell me off. <laughs> I'm putting it out there, 60 minutes duration today. We will all be following you on Strava to check out. Thanks ever so much, Jake. I always really enjoy chatting to you. Um, duration v distance what can we say uh but if you want to join us next week we're here on jake's page next week uh we alternate each week you can obviously catch up on the podcast and um, running with jake but that's it folks have a great weekend awesome catch thanks joe soon bye. See you soon. bye that was running with jake the quick hit hear the brand new full-length podcast every wednesday or catch up now by searching running with jake the podcast